This is Atticus Schaefer, and you're listening to the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. You know, I found out that half of all Star Wars fans, half of all sci-fi and fantasy fans are women. And um, and so in that research, I also found story after story of from fangirls saying that, you know, for example, online on the message boards, they would pretend to be a man so that they would be taken seriously so they could have a, a legitimate conversation because the second that they would say that they were a girl, guys would tune them out. Here are your hosts, Jamie Green and Justin Connors. Welcome to the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. Another great week, another great episode. <laughs> Did you just start singing? Yes, I, I like, want. I've, in my head, I was thinking of making a theme song besides our intro that we do. We should. You should um, just intro every episode with song. Yeah, we'll, and we'll do like the three-part harmony, like the Haunted Mansion heads that sing. Don't drag me into this. This is all you. <laughs> all you. I'll do it all on my own. <laughs> the YouTube clip of the guy that did the different harmonies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You okay. can do that. You can do well, three parts. I, I have faith. Okay, well, we'll do Believe it. Believe in yourself, Justin. <laughs> so um, we, if you want to find us on Facebook and Twitter, we are at the GBB podcast on both. Tweet us, Facebook us, let us know what's up. <laughs> Even if you're having bacon and eggs, just, you know, hey, guys. And if you're just dying to leave us um, some sort of a you know old-fashioned voicemail or message, and you want us to hear your 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 voice for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you can give us a call and leave a message at 301-825-5653. That's perfect. We can't wait to hear from you. And this week uh, we have a great guest, and it's gonna it really hits home for both Jamie and I as we both have daughters. And I've you know from the beginning of when Hannah, my daughter's Hannah has been into things like she's watches Netflix and she's into different comic shows and uh, so a problem that we've always had. And I know anyone that has a daughter will say the same thing is finding merchandise like clothing and different things like that for the girl that aren't necessarily the boy one. We talked to Ashley Eckstein, who is a founder of a really awesome company and it's called her universe. And we're going to be talking to her about, her company and the different endeavors that they're involved with. Um, Jamie, you first saw her, well, not first saw her, but you were there at New York Comic-Con when she announced her. her yeah. Ashley, she's actually been on the show uh, previously when mm-hmm. we did uh, we did the episode about Star Wars Rebels and we had three different guests. So she was on really briefly to talk about Rebels. Um, if you don't know, Ashley Eckstein is the voice of Ahsoka Tano from The Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, should mention that little fact. Should have mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> that is maybe it depends on which circle you're in. Uh, I think she's probably at this point equally known as both being Ahsoka and for her universe. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I was on hand at, uh, for, at New York for the uh, the panel that announced the formation of her universe press, um, which was a surprising uh, uh, direction to take the company because they were 
primarily known for apparel and clothing, and now they're getting into publishing. Um, but the way that she describes it and the rationale that she gives, it makes perfect sense. Um, and so we, ha- we, you know, when she was on the show earlier to talk about Rebels, we sort of, we, we got the Rebels bit out of the way and we talked about the show and Star Wars. Um, and so this time we really wanted to focus more on, you know, the business side of things, like the, the her universe, where she comes from, that inspiration. We talk a lot about Star Wars just because it's so intertwined in everything that she does. Um, but we really do here focus on her universe, the new her universe press, uh, starting a business, a lot of you know advice that she gives as a successful entrepreneur. Um, it's just a fa- it's a it's a really great conversation for anybody who's thinking that they have that million dollar idea and they want to mm-hmm. take it to Kickstarter or they're looking for investment, they're looking for backers, and you just don't know where to start. Um, th- this is a great conversation you're going to want to listen to. Right, and there's so many people that are creatives that might have the idea like what you're talking about, and they just don't know how to get it there. So she has valuable advice and even not advice but just in telling her story yeah so she's been i mean she she's made the mistakes she's learned the lessons and she's been through a lot and mm-hmm. you know just just being open to listen to the people who have been there before you is is invaluable sometimes great so we're gonna play that for you right now hope you enjoy it ashley thank you so much for joining us today this is really great um i think we're just going to start off with a couple questions about Rebels We're not, and maybe Clone Wars. We're not going to go too deep into that. Um, but I just wanted to get those out of the way, I guess, to start off with. Um, and I guess starting with Re- the beginning of Rebels, like you knew about your involvement with Rebels long before the rest of us sort of found out who you were and that, you know, that Ahsoka was actually on the show. But correct me if I'm wrong, you didn't know about your that you would be involved way back from like the initial announcement of the show, correct? That's correct. That's yeah. correct. Uh, so, so. I'm, I'm just curious, like after so many years of working on the Clone Wars and being so involved with that, was it at the beginning, was it a little bit difficult to see another Star Wars show in development that you weren't going to be a part of? Well, well, first of all, I just want to say thank you guys for having me. Um, so exciting to be on the show. And um, <laughs> it's always a pleasure to talk Star Wars, <laughs> especially Ahsoka and, and Rebels and yeah. Universe. And, and um, you know, especially this is like the year of Star Wars. I cannot wait. Oh, I know. Uh, for Force Awakens. <laughs> it's like I'm literally counting down the days. Um, but, you know, uh, after working on Clone Wars for so long, we became a family. So we're still all very close to this day. We still talk all the time. So, you know, I especially um, have the opportunity to stay in touch with Dave Filoni. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he, you know, it kept me up to date on just like the new show and progress. And, um, you know, I knew that that Rebels would be a story about new characters. And so, you know, I, I didn't anticipate that, you know, Ahsoka would automatically be included in that story. So I was excited for, you know, first of all, for new Star Wars. Um, and I was also excited for Dave and and his crew. I mean, I'm so close with Joel Aaron and Athena Portillo and and so many of um so many of uh the guys that he's still working with. And so I was just thrilled that they had a new show that they're moving on. And I was just hopeful that we would get more Ahsoka at some point. Yeah. You know, whether it was through Rebels or whether it was through other forms of entertainment, I, I didn't know at that point. But but I, I was just hopeful that we would get more Ahsoka one day. So, um, so no, I mean, I, I think we all became so close. There was no, 
there was no bitterness or there was no upset feelings. It sure. was just like, you know, it was, it was excitement for what was ahead. Sure. So when you auditioned for the Clone Wars at the start, did you know it was Star Wars going into it? I did know that it was Star Wars going into the audition, um, but I didn't know about Ahsoka. Um, and I really didn't know much about the series. Mm -hmm. I knew that it was a new Star Wars series, and I actually went in and auditioned for Padme. So um, I didn't have super high hopes because I knew that I didn't really sound like Padme. <laughs> Um, and sure enough, they stopped me within my first line reading. They didn't even like let me finish the audition. Oh, it's rough. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. It, my audition for Padme was really rough. Um, but they stopped me and they said, you know what? You're, you know, you're just not right for Padme, but there's this new character that's so top secret that, you know, we didn't really advertise for that you might be right for. Um, so I was very grateful. They gave me the opportunity to read for Ahsoka and, um, I ended up, booking the role without knowing anything um, about who I was playing. Mm. I knew it was a new character. I knew that she was a 14-year-old girl, and that's all I knew. I didn't know that I was going to be the voice of Ahsoka Tano. I didn't know that she was the Padawan to Anakin Skywalker, literally until my first day of work when mm -hmm. I showed up to record the first episode. But did you know that she was a lead character? Um, I knew... I knew that she was a big character. I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know how big, though. I didn't know the role that she would play, um, and, and really, until I showed up for work on that first day. <laughs> wow. And then they told us um, that we had to keep the secret for two years. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so it was a really hard secret to keep. I'll bet. That's a, I mean, anything surrounding Star Wars is hard to keep, but let alone for two years. Yes, yeah, it's <laughs> tough. But you were a Star Wars fan before that i mean before you were involved with the show or any in any sort of professional capacity right oh yes yeah well, so i've i've been a star wars fan ever since i was honestly a toddler since yeah. <laughs> since i can remember so i mean as a fan and as a big fan is it sometimes bizarre when you think about the impact that you've had on the universe and on so many other fans oh my goodness yeah i mean it's i i would say the word is surreal yeah um you know this story, this franchise that I grew up loving so much. I never in a million years did I understand how my life would change um, when I booked the role of Ahsoka. And, you know, it is something I truly want fans to know. It's something I don't take for granted. I'm I'm so grateful for the opportunity and and I don't want the opportunity to be wasted. And so Star Wars to me is is such it's a story of hope. It's a story of good overcoming evil. There's so much good that you can do with Star Wars. And, you know, we, we see that with like the 501st and Rebel Legion and, and yeah. the constant, you know, amazing things that happen because of Star Wars. And um, I wanted to take the opportunity that I was blessed with and do something good with it. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I try not to um, ever take a scenario for granted. I try to use my role for, for good. Yeah. Well, I mean, also just the character that you, you brought to life. I mean, it's such a, such a great character too, you know, that, I mean, you were incredibly fortunate that, you know, have Dave Filoni and people like him writing such a fantastic character. I mean, and, and the way you brought it to life has been great. So, I mean, I think that, oh, you know, it, it, the whole package is, is, has been phenomenal. Okay. And, um, I, I can only imagine what it must feel like as a fan to sort of have that effect on other fans now. 
Oh, well, thank you so much. Yes. I, you know, I do realize, um, you know, the opportunity I've been given because of Ahsoka and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm one part of a team that, you know, brings Ahsoka to life. It's a whole group of people, you know, between Dave and the producers and the writers and the animators. Um, it's a team of people that, that literally bring her to life. And, and I really am honored to be associated with her because she is such a positive character. She is such a strong character. She's a role model Mm -hmm. for so many people, you know, girls and boys. Um, you know, I think it's so amazing that it's so really has transcended gender, like so many boys that love Ahsoka just as much as the girls do. And, and so, and that's another reason why I try not to take anything for granted, any opportunity that comes my way, because I want to do justice for this amazing character that, that, you know, I have the opportunity to bring to life. So, um, I often think like, you know, what would Ahsoka do? And I know it sounds cheesy uh, and I'm not trying to sound cheesy because I really, I look up to her and I think that she is, not a good person. She's like, you know, she's an yeah. alien. Really, you know, she. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> you know, she really is such a. She is an inspirational person, and I often look up to her and think, like, you know, what would she do? Yeah. So here at the Great Big Beautiful Podcast, um, our tagline is: "We're a show that celebrates geek culture by talking to the people who create it." So, kind of steering off of uh, Star Wars a little bit, a lot of people are really inspired by what you've been able to do with her universe. And I think generally getting back to the premise of our show, we talk, we like to talk to people about um, their creative process and how they do it. So a lot of people might have a great idea and they might feel overwhelmed with how to make it a reality. And I'm sure you've probably said this a thousand times to people, but how, how were you able to take your idea of her universe and make it something tangible and real? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, no, you know, when I first started her universe, I always hoped that we could make a big difference and make an impact. Um, but I didn't realize kind of how much it would grow. You know, I hoped, but in the beginning, I kind of took it one day at a time. Um, you know, I, I, it started with a hunt for a t-shirt made for women. (laughs) It literally started small. It started with this, you know, a search for a t-shirt and it started with a desire to create a safe community for fangirls to step into the spotlight and feel celebrated. And, um, because I, in my research, when I was starting her universe, I, I knew that I wasn't the only girl that wanted a star Wars t-shirt. I knew that I wasn't alone. You know, I found out that half of all star Wars fans, half of all sci-fi and fantasy fans are women. And, um, and so in that research, I also found story after story of from fangirls saying that, you know, for example, online on the message boards, they would pretend to be a man so that they would be taken seriously so they could have a, a legitimate conversation because the second that they would say that they were a girl, guys would tune them out. And, you know, I read story after story of girls being bullied, you know, either at work or at school or even by their own families saying like, why do you like Star Wars? That's, that's for boys. That's boys stuff. And I thought, you know, this, this, this can't happen. You know, this, this needs to stop Uh, because being a Star Wars fan, especially like that's not a trend. I think we all know, you you know, being a Star Wars fan, that's a part of your identity. That's like a part of who you are. So to be told that you can't be who you are 
was really upsetting to me. And so more important than the merchandise, I wanted to create a safe community. And so that was my mission from the beginning was, okay, I want a Star Wars t-shirt and I want a safe community and positive community. And it kind of grew from there. And and it's something, you know, want to say all the time, I didn't do it on my own. Um, that was something we all did together. You know, from day one, I said, you know, this, I, I'm providing the platform with her universe, but the only way we can grow and make change is to do this together. And, you know, united we stand, divided we fall. And I have to say, you know, um, we've come a long way and, you know, we have made change and that's something that, that we all did together. So, um, very, very proud of, of how far we've come in, in just five years. As you should be. I mean, I, I don't think anybody would argue that you have been an incredibly successful entrepreneur with her universe. Um, and, and again, sort of getting back to, to, to anybody out there who might be listening or fans of yours or fans of anything who, who you know, like I have that, you know, quote unquote million dollar idea. And do I take it to Kickstarter? Do I look for investments? You know, how do I start? I mean, as an entrepreneur who went through all of that, and I'm sure you learned by mistake, you learned by success. I mean, do you have advice that you you give to somebody? Like, where where should they start, and how did you learn the ropes? Well, you know, starting your own business can be very daunting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, I would advise first of all surround yourself with people. When they say surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, what they mean is, you know, surround yourself with some people that that have knowledge about what you're doing. Um, I was very fortunate to be able to work with a lady by the name of Andrea Hine, who was supposed to start out as a consultant for me for three months. And to this day, she still works with me on her universe. And she really understood the licensing world. So I was able to help bring my you know, vision to life. Cause I didn't know anything about how to apply for a license, right. let alone for star Wars. Um, I also have a business partner, um, you know, called the Araka group and they, uh, are a manufacturer help me make the merchandise. Mm-hmm. So, you know, her universe is my company. Um, but I have, you know, wonderful partners and wonderful people around me that, that help me make it happen. Um, but also, don't start too big. Um, figure out really what what you're going after and um, start there. Almost like start small. Because to me, and I made this mistake in the beginning, I wanted to make every single type of product for fangirls. I wanted to make clothes and shoes and jewelry and, and cosmetics and everything you could think of, purses, like anything and everything. And I realized I literally couldn't do everything overnight. Mm-hmm. And so it it started with a t-shirt <laughs> and, and we were able to grow from there. So if you try to conquer the world, yeah. um, sometimes, you know, you'll, you'll, I'm not saying you'll fall short in the long run, but you know, you're, you're casting too big of a net. So figure out what you can do and do that really, really well. And then you can grow from there. Um, so yeah. So, I mean, those two things, and then also never give up. And I know people hear that over and over again, but it really is the truth that I, I, I live by like what I call the alphabet plan. Um, 
when plan A fails, go to plan B. When mm-hmm. plan B fails, go to plan C. When mm-hmm. plan C fails, <laughs> go to plan D. I mean, literally, to even get her universe up off the ground, I, I don't remember what letter I was on, but I was literally <laughs> on like letter G. It 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 did not happen at plan A. Yeah. I mean, it took several different twists and turns and I knew that there was a need for it. I knew that it was a good idea, but I didn't go about it the right way at first. And I was turned down. I was actually told no, like literally flat out. I was told, no, you should give up and Hmm. just, you know, be happy with a men's size small. Um, (laughs) And I just, instead of getting offended and saying like, man, you know, I can't believe they crushed my dreams. I took a step step back to say, well, why are they telling me no? Because they feel like there's very good reason. And they did have very good reason. I wasn't going about it the right way. I wasn't applying for a Star Wars license the right way. And so once I figured out why they were telling me no, and I fixed the problem, that's when I went back and I was actually able to get a yes and, and, you know, get a license and start my company. So, um, so yeah, so just don't give up. And and there's a lot of letters in the alphabet. (laughs) So how long, how, how long in time, in terms of time, do you think that it took you to get to the point where you're looking at it and you're like, you know what, this is pretty successful. I'm, I'm happy with where we are. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't know if you ever really feel like, Um, oh gosh, we're finally successful. (laughs) Uh, you know, somebody gave me advice once and they said, when you're starting a company after three years, you'll finally feel like you have your legs underneath you. Um, and then after five years, you'll finally feel like you're off and running. Mm -hmm. Um, and I will say that that was true for us. Um, after three years, you know, we finally were a profitable company. We, uh, were, you know, growing, we're finally feeling like we were picking up some steam. Um, and then after five years, which we just hit five years in June, we finally felt like, okay, you know, we're, 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 we feel like, you know, we really have a legitimate growing business here. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, I feel like you can never you can never get settled. You can never get cocky because right. it's such a roller coaster. One day you feel like you're doing everything right. And then the next day you feel like you're doing everything wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I take one day at a time and learn from what we did right, learn from our mistakes and just constantly try to improve it and grow. You had a pretty big announcement at this year's New York Comic Con, and that was the launch of Her Universe Press. Yes. Um, and I'm just wondering, because it doesn't seem a natural progression of where you yeah. were with you, her universe. <laughs> so why jump into the publishing world? You know, uh, we're jumping into the publishing world because of the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I I saw a recurring theme uh, at most of the conventions, especially at New York Comic Con, where I would always come home with a stack of books. And fans would give me their book and they would say, you know, I wrote a book. Um, because I had this story that I wanted to tell, um, but I had no way to get it published. Or, you know, they would say, I wrote a book, but I have no idea how to get an agent. Um, or I wrote this book and nobody would pay attention to it, so I self-published it. But, you know, I don't know how else to get it out there. And I really, you know, 
would come home every time and I, I'd be disappointed. I'd tell my husband, I'd say, man, there's all of these amazing stories out there. And, and, you know, I wish I could give, you know, the fans a platform to publish their stories. Um, because it seems like there's a little bit of a disconnect that, um, like a lot of fans have stories to tell, but it's very hard to get noticed by the publishing industry. And so, um, I honestly was not looking to start a publishing imprint. Like it's not something I set out to make happen, but through, um, a a business contact, a mutual friend, a gentleman named Russell Binder, who is, um, just an amazing gentleman, very respected in the industry. Um, I was just chatting with him one day about licensing. I mean, about her universe, the fashion side of the business and telling him about the idea and, um, and we got talking about publishing. And I so I told him, I was like, man, I wish I could publish these stories. And he said, well, why don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, and he connected me with Permuted Press. And um, and I uh, talked with Anthony Zaccardi, who runs Permuted Press. And he was very happy to take on her universe press. So we partnered with them. And, um, you know, we're seeking out stories. You know, that that's our goal is just to provide fans a direct outlet to be able to submit their stories. So, um, I mean, we, we already announced two books that, um, one by Heather Nuffer that will, is already pre-order on Amazon, but will be out in April. And that's like a, a mid-grade book called Weirdest, which is adorable. It's, it's perfect for honestly fangirls of all ages. And then, um, his wife, Anne is literally like my fangirl, like icon inspiration. She is amazing. And she is one of the most brilliant writers. And so, um, and getting to know Dave, you know, I said, okay, yeah, you know, Dave, you're, you're talented and all, but your wife, I want to work with her. (laughs) (laughs) And so I brought a concept to Anne and then she just took it and ran with it. And she is writing this amazing story called the confidence Chronicles and Dave is illustrating it. And, um, that'll be out next summer that we're really excited about. And then, um, we opened up her universe press for submissions. We got a ton of submissions. Um, we're looking into, uh, some of the books right now, you know, to set expectations, I will say we're a small imprint. So we're definitely going to walk before we run. So I wish that I could publish, you know, all the manuscripts that are coming our way. Um, but it's, it's something I'm really excited about. So expect more, expect a couple of books in 2016. Yeah. I think that's something that really makes Her Universe Press unique is that you're you're actively looking for these unsolicited submissions from anybody with an idea, regardless of whether they've been published before, if they've been agent or whatever. You I mean, like you said, you really are opening the door to to fans or people who 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 don't know how to get started. You know, I don't have an agent, so there's no way I can publish a book. Um I mean, you, you say you've already gotten a lot of submissions. Are you are you planning to read and respond to every submission or, or, I mean, I'm sure you've gotten just a deluge of, of responses. Uh, yes, everyone will get a response from us. Um, there's, there's, uh, some, I mean, everyone's heard from us in some way, shape or form. Uh, and that's something that's really important to me. I, I can confirm with you. I have seen every single submission that's come in hmm. because I, I won't put, um, well, first and foremost, this is something I'm actively involved in. I won't put the Her Universe brand on something um, if it doesn't kind of pass through my eyes and my team's eyes. 
Um, because I don't want the same thing to happen that's happened before where, you know, like some, uh, people in the publishing industry, they, you know, they may pass on a story just because they don't understand the genre. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we are actively looking at everything and, um, and if it's a pass, we will send you a response. Um, and, and, uh, so it's, it's something that's really important to me. And I also, you know, if it isn't a fit for her universe right now, I want, I want everyone to know that literally I read each and every submission. And, um, if you took the time to submit to her universe press, I want them to know that we took the time to read your submission. That's really, really important to me. So, um, you know, and it's something that I hope continues to grow and we'll be able to publish a lot more books. So are you looking for anything specifically for stories or is you're just open to anything? Well, you know, we're, we're open to anything and I hesitate to put restrictions on it right. because, you know, for example, for our fashion show at San Diego Comic-Con, we say that, um, you know, designs that can be submitted is anything that's celebrated at Mm Comic-Con. Well, as we all know, that's a pretty wide net at this point. I mean, they celebrate, we celebrate Bob's Burgers, (laughs) you know, to Star Wars. Um, And so I feel like that's kind of what her universe has become as well. And um, so I don't want to say specifically, like, it has to be a story about space or, you know, Mm -hmm. because it, it really, it, it really it could be a fit for her universe and it could be something that somebody might not think is a fit for us. So I think the brand is, you know, has been around for five years at this point. Um, if you think it could be a fit for her universe, then send it our way. Um, and we'd love to take a look at it. So, um, so yeah, I I know that doesn't really answer your question, but I, (laughs) put a box on it and then somebody not send us a story that could be a perfect fit. That makes complete sense. I I do. um, I found it interesting though, at at that panel in New York, you did say that you were specifically not looking for graphic novels. Is that still true? Yeah. Right now we're not looking for graphic novels or comic books. Um, I'm not saying that that would never change, but right now we are looking for, for novels or of, you know, for example, the Confidence Chronicles will be an illustrated novel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how many illustrations we're still working on that, but but we're not looking to have graphic novels or comic books just yet because I do feel that there's there's a lot of great representation in comics right now, yeah. and um, you know, uh, the stories, a lot of the stories that we that I saw that were underserved with the fans were actual novels. Um, moving forward with, with, you know, with which titles you choose to, pr- to publish, are, are you hoping that it's going to be dominated by these, you know, fan quote unquote unknown submissions, or are you also going to be looking for, you know, books written by people who are a little bit more established? Um, you know, it's, it's both. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I was, I was excited to see some submissions by some women that honestly, like their resume would blow you away. And you would think like, oh, wow, you know, I would think that they could walk right into a publishing company and get published. And, you know, surprisingly that, that hasn't 
necessarily been the case. You know, for example, one writer was really well-known in comics. Mm -hmm. And you would think that just because she's well-known in comics that she could easily make the jump over to uh, to novels. Doesn't work and, like that. and that's not the case. Yeah. You know, when you're known for one thing doesn't mean people assume that you're known for the other thing and um, or that you're capable of doing right. something else. So, um, you know, I think... We're, we're open to, we're open to all stories. And if it's a fit for her universe, we're willing to look at it, whether you have no previous experience or whether you have a long resume, I think it really, you know, is just a testament to, to the story. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, I mean, if it's good writing and a good story, you know, we're not going to turn sure. it down because you don't have a long resume of past experience. So are you her, good? Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, uh, are you planning to write one? Well, so I wish <laughs> I could write a novel. Um, my, when I set out to write anything, uh, it ends up being an essay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I kind of just run out of gas. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's why I'm excited to be a part of the Confidence Chronicles. Um, that was an original concept by me and Anne. Um, and then Anne wrote the story, you know, she ended up taking it from there, but that's kind of, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yes. I'm happy to help market and promote. Um, but I, you know, it's I never say never, but yeah. I, I, I was not gifted with the ability <laughs> to write a novel, um, yet I should say, <laughs> I, I don't want to be negative and say it's not possible, but, um, but I wait till you read Anne's writing. She's just so talented, and I'm yeah. I'm honored to be a part of it. I'm looking forward to that one. So her the her universe brand. You have the press. You have the clothing. Uh, you recently announced uh, your Star Wars holiday collection will be sold through Hot Topic. Do you see a ceiling for her universe? Or are you just going to keep kicking down walls, kicking indoors, and dominating the world? Oh gosh. <laughs> oh dear. Well, you're very kind. I mean, it's, it is, is it, it is a lot of fun to catch people by surprise. It's, it's a lot of fun to kick down walls and defy the odds. Um, so where we have opportunities to do that, um, you know, I definitely want to continue to do that. Uh, you know, if something's already being done and it's being done well, um, you know, I don't like to go into an area and, and, and kind of do something that somebody else is already doing. So if I see a need, if I see an underserved market, if I see um, something that we can go in and and improve upon that, um, I definitely want to do that. So I, I hope that we can continue to grow in that way. And, um, you know, like I said, this isn't something I'm doing on my own. I mean, this is something that, that I have an amazing team of people and we're also doing this with the fans. So honestly, if the fans continue to ask for it, then we'll continue to do it and try and grow. So I hope we can continue to, to do things that are different and, and kick down walls. Um, that's, what's fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what's fun about it. But, um, yeah. Well, uh, my daughter is six and she is, the biggest Star Wars fan that I know. I thought I was a big fan. She she blows it out of the water for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that you do have some kid size options through her universe. And I think a certain somebody is going to have that Sabine hoodie for 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 Christmas this year. Oh, cool. <laughs> but I'm wondering, are you planning to expand the you know the kid sizes at all? 
Definitely. We, we, we definitely, that's in our plans and we hope to for sure. Um, we're starting to work with Disney parks. Um, some more, we have two new, uh, adorable t-shirts that are, um, coming to Disney parks. We also just launched two new Star Wars Force Awakens shirts on our website for little girls. Um, so those are brand new. Actually, uh, no, there's, uh, at least three new shirts. Mm -hmm. Um, that are coming out for Force Awakens. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely continue to grow with kids. I I wish that we could grow a lot faster. Um, but, but it's something we're working on and definitely look forward to more, um, you know, this holiday and also for 2016. Awesome. Um, I also read, I forget where I read somewhere that your first job was as, as a cast member at Disney. Yes. Um, at Hollywood studios. Yep. Yep, Hollywood Studios. Can I ask what what it was? What what did you do? I was in entertainment. Um and the the thing I can talk about is um I was a cheerleader in the Hercules parade. Awesome. So yeah, <laughs> I had a lot of fun. It was it was um my high school job. It was the perfect job uh in high school. I I just had so much fun. Yeah. And um you know, I'm a Disney kid. My dad worked for Disney. Uh, my whole life growing up. Um, and then the second I turned 16, I, I went and applied to be a cast member. And it's just it, that, you know, Disney is a part of my identity. It's definitely a part of who I am and definitely taught me to dream, dream big and that dreams come true. We started out as a Disney podcast. We're not necessarily that anymore. So we have to ask you this. What is the one attraction you absolutely have to do every time you're in the park? Ooh, one attraction. Um, I do love Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah. That's that's one of my favorites. Um, that would probably be my number one. If I had a choice and could only ride one ride, it would be, right. you know, Thunder Mountain. Good answer. That was my daughter's first roller coaster. Um, and to this day, she just, she adores it. She loves it. We have, if there's no line, we go back to back to back to back. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think that was my first roller coaster as well. It's just, it's something that it's, you know, all ages and the whole family, mm-hmm. it just, they, they love, it's so iconic. Yeah. And I have really great memories of that ride too, when, from when I was a kid too. So good answer. I say, th- I say, th- <laughs> <laughs> um, Ashley, this has been fantastic. Um, thank you so much for for coming by the show and, and chatting with us. And we wish you all the best with Her Universe Press. I am really looking forward to the books. Um, and and I hope it's just every title is a is a smash hit. Thank you. Thank you. Can I um ask you for your help with one thing? Sure. We um with Hot Topic today, we announced we announced our new fashion collection, but um more importantly, I'm super excited about something we announced. We're asking Star Wars fans just to share, you know, their Star Wars story. Because everyone has a story. Like, when you talk about Star Wars, everyone has a story. Whether it be the first time you saw it, what it means to you, how you've bonded about Star Wars with your mom, your dad, or, you know, whoever. Everyone has a story. And so just to celebrate Star Wars as we lead up to the film, we're, um, Her Universe and Hot Topic, we're just asking fans to film a video, whether it be on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or whatever, and use the hashtag MyStarWarsStory. And we're going to put a fan appreciation video together. There's no gimmick. There's no contest. It's literally just to celebrate Star Wars. And, and that really is an effort you know, that was a dream of mine from the beginning. That was part of, um, 
what we ask is we wanted fangirls to be able to step into the spotlight and say, hi, I'm Ashley and I'm a Star Wars fan. And, and part of that is, is this is not just for girls. We're asking um, men, women, little girls, little boys, you know, all ages, families that want to do it together, really just want everyone to step into the spotlight and say, you know, hi, you know, I'm Ashley and this is what Star Wars means to me. So um, we're hoping just to spread the word and, and spread the love of Star Wars. That is phenomenal. I love that idea. We will shout it from the rooftops because I think it's a great <laughs> well, thank idea. thank you so much. Um, yes, thank you. Thank you so much. We're big fans of her universe, so we can't wait to see what else you have up up your sleeve in the future. Oh, thank you. Thank you. No, I, I know Dan keeps me posted on anything you guys uh, promote and say and on social, and I can't thank you enough for, for everything you've written, everything you've done. It truly means the world. And, um, you know, please keep us posted if there's anything we can help and support. I know, you know, I'm always, we love giving to auctions or, or anything. So, so keep us posted. Awesome. Definitely we will. That's our interview with Ashley Eckstein from her universe and the voice of Ahsoka on the Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, I shouldn't say, on Rebel. <laughs> I, yeah, my um, my daughter is super jealous at this point because she is a huge right. Ahsoka fan. You okay. know, from when we started uh, Clone Wars, she naturally gravitated to being an Ahsoka fan. She just loved her. And um, once Ahsoka was revealed um, at the end of season one of Rebels, it was like, you know, mm-hmm. I guess how lots of in my daughter's little world, it was how, you know, the rest of us felt when we found out Darth Vader was Luke's father. You know, right. she's like, what? <laughs> so it was this huge reveal for her and she was super excited to see her come back. So well, it's been a she was already in love with Rebels and right. now it just likes it even more. And Ashley was a, is super fun to talk to. Yeah, she's, she's really energetic about what she's doing. And I really think I really think that it's awesome that she's. You know, she was a voice actor, an actor, an actor, and decided, "Hey, this is this is something I need to do. This is a hole in the in the niche that we're in. Let's do it." <laughs> she went after it. I mean, it just goes to show you're not stuck in you know your one career. You can branch out, and you know, is while it remains a little similar, it's completely different running a business versus oh, it's in, you know. incredibly different. Yeah, I mean, yes, they both maybe have to do with, you know, Star Wars or sci-fi or being a fan right. of different things. But yeah, running a business, especially one that's like quite literally an international business at this point mm-hmm. um, is, you know, different than just, you know, showing up at the studio and recording some lines, you know. I mean, right. it's not denigrating that at all because I can't do it. And I've no. <laughs> obviously had a lot of voice actors on the show whom we adore. But yeah, they're totally different things. So um, my hat is off to anybody who can do, who can be successful in either one of those realms, let alone both of them. So yeah, and she is just a joy to talk to. And don't don't let don't try to fool us, Jamie. I saw it was you that mm. posted. You did a voiceover at some event. <laughs> was that you? <laughs> oh yeah, that was at DreamWorks. You were, yeah, you did. You were it was the, when I went out for um, the Dino Truck. You were the rep tool, weren't you? Yeah, they we they had us go. It was actually really cool because we went into the booth, and right. uh, it's it was a huge booth. You know, it wasn't like one of those like individual ones that gotcha. are soundproofed. I mean, it was soundproofed. It was it was where they actually record their shows. Um, but I went in, and there was like six other blogger people in, in the group with me and they all sat in the other room staring at me and there was the guy <laughs> behind the, the the mixer board recording everything sitting in the room with me uh was ron birch and david kidd um 
if you remember episode 27, Dino Trucks. Um, they So they were just sitting there in front of me and it was really kind of intimidating. I only had like three lines to say. Um, right. Maybe not even that. I think it was maybe just one line. I don't remember what I did anymore. But yeah, they uh, they were sitting in there and they're just sort of judging me. And I was the very first one to go. Um, <laughs> so yeah, my heart was beating real fast. And I could see just, after you were done the lines looking over hire me please yeah can I, I i can do i i was good right yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah it was fun and i can see why you know one of the recurring themes of everybody that's been that's a voice actor that's been on this show one of the things they all say is how much they love their job mm-hmm. you know and that it's just a fantastic job and they couldn't imagine doing anything else and i get that you know it's mm-hmm. if you're an actor and you like making stupid voices then <laughs> that's that's there's it's there you could ask for nothing better than that but yeah that was fun thank you uh, i forgot all about that so thanks for i remember you. seeing and you were trying to act like you didn't know what it was like i'm just <laughs> Trying to throw some shade. I'll I'll put the uh, I th- I did put the video up on YouTube. So when we put okay. everybody, if you really want to see me, I'll put the link in the show notes. Yes, <laughs> perfect, perfect. All right, guys, thank you for listening this week. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at the GBB Podcast, and we have a phone number you can call. Jamie has that number. We are three zero one eight two five five six five three. Perfect, and call us and leave a voicemail. Tell us anything. Sing you us want a song. To. Maybe we'll use your song for the intro because we all know Justin's a slacker. Exactly. I am. <laughs> so song, read us a poem. Ooh, that a poem would be cool. Sing us a lullaby. <laughs> so thank you guys. I am Justin Connors at 140 Justin C. I am Jamie Green at the Roarbots. And you have been listening to the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dude, I was going to do the Star Trek theme. Uh, I'm not good. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. (laughs) Bye. This podcast has been a production of the Geek Dad Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this content, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash geekdad. There you go. Use it. Yeah. (laughs)